This podcast was created for female business owners, coaches, and service providers to answer this question. How can I take what I already know, turn it into a short and simple self-published book, then leverage that book into six and seven figures and beyond? That's the question, and this podcast is the answer. I'm Jessica DeBry. Welcome to the Author Entrepreneur Podcast. Hi there. Welcome back to the Author Entrepreneur Podcast. Today we're talking about how to turn readers into buyers, and I have three rules for you. You know, it's funny because when it comes to your book and becoming an author entrepreneur, there's really two main strategies involved. The first strategy is how do you create a book that aligns with your message, that brings in your tribe, that gets people excited to buy. And by the way, if you don't know the answers to those questions, you definitely want to go back to uh, earlier in the podcast. I have an episode all about your book topic. So that's really all around your book topic, what sort of book you should be writing. That's the first strategy. Then the second strategy that is involved with being an author entrepreneur is, okay, once someone has the book, how do they transition from being a reader into a buyer in your business? Because like we always talk about, the book is just the beginning. Everything happens on the back end. The book is what starts the buying process. And then everything else beyond that is what makes the book so amazing because it begins that journey for them to come into your world and then buy one of your products or services or offerings, whatever it is that you sell in your business. So you know, we talked about that first strategy, the topic portion, right? This episode is specifically centered around that second sort of strategy that needs to be involved of you being an author entrepreneur, which is how do you transition that reader into a buyer into your business? And like I mentioned, there's three rules here. I have to admit, though, as I'm recording this, I'm coming off of a little bit of a bad week. Uh, I've talked a little bit about this before, but my son, my only child is a two-year-old. He has a bunch of food allergies. In fact, half of them are anaphylactic allergies. So it's like a level of stress that I wasn't prepared for coming into motherhood. And whenever he starts to have a reaction to something, immediately my mind goes to the worst place. It starts thinking about, okay, am I going to have to EpiPen him? Where's the EpiPen? Where's my phone? Do I need to call 911? And thankfully, he had a little reaction, but it didn't kind of move past the minor reaction he had. It was just a skin, hives, itching, that sort of thing. It didn't progress beyond that. But it was a reminder that things can happen quickly. And even though this is a brand new thing for me, and I don't know anything about the food allergy world, neither does my husband, um, I always know that I'll figure it out. And I always know that if there's something in the future that I don't know or understand that I'll find a way through and I'll find a way forward. That I am adaptable. And I had a friend call me resilient the other day, which I thought was a great word. And I bring that up with you because I want you to know that you're the same way. You're more capable than you think. And it's in the times of stress that we become stronger as women, as business owners, as writers, <laughs> as moms, really. It's, it's all about 
the way that we are, we grow in proportion to our problems. So I, I wouldn't say I'm thankful to have this issue that I'm dealing with, but I will say that I am a much stronger person now than I was before I gave birth because I'm dealing with something that feels so large and heavy on an everyday basis, right? We live in a world filled with food that I know that I will continue to be stronger and uh, be more capable as I move forward in life. So I share that with you for two reasons. One, because I wanted to be open and honest with you. But two, because do you see what I did there? I actually followed my first rule here, which is I was open and I shared a story or a struggle to resonate with you. And statistically, if you look at how important stories are, we retain 92% of of a story, right? In fact, I might be able to ask you in a few days, hey, do you remember that story I told you? And you could probably say yes. But if I were to just tell you, hey, you're more capable than you think and you're stronger than you think, you might, I would ask you in a few days, do you remember what I told you? And you would probably say, eh, no, I don't, Jessica. What did you tell me? Remind me again. So I bring that up because this first rule of turning readers into buyers is to resonate with stories and struggles and then back it up with strategies. You know, when I work with my clients, I teach them the three S rule for structuring their chapters. That is, you begin the chapter with a story or a struggle and you back it up with strategies after that. And your strategies is what you're actually teaching, the lessons, what you want the reader to know, but you can't have one without the other because here's the thing. If you try and write a book that only has stories and struggles and doesn't have the strategies, then you're actually writing a memoir. And if you're doing the opposite, if you're only writing strategies and forget the stories and struggles because maybe you feel like it's fluff or it doesn't matter, then you're writing a textbook. And who the heck wants to read a textbook unless you're in school? (laughs) So I think it's important to keep that in mind. And I actually read a fair amount of... Kindle books on my Kindle. And I don't read them fully from start to finish, but I like to start a lot of books and leaf through them to the end to see, to not just learn what's in there, but to see what other female entrepreneurs are presenting and see what I like, see what I could possibly teach or implement in a future book or with a future client. And, you know, I can't tell you how many times I start a book and it's just all statistics or all teachings. And gosh, is it dull? I mean, my goodness. I, <laughs> I Listen, I love the intention behind it all. And I think this is where it's a good reminder that you don't want to really hire out a ghostwriter. And believe me, I offer ghostwriting in my business, Soulfluential Publishing, but it's a, it's much different because I know what's needed, right? Most ghostwriting will, they don't know you. So they'll focus on the strategies and they won't really dig deep into bringing out the stories and the struggles. And that's where I think a book can fall short because we know we want to teach. We know we want to provide all these uh, lessons for our reader, right? That's what a nonfiction book is all about. That's what makes you the thought leader for your book and starts starts you as the top of the food chain as an author entrepreneur because you're able to teach these things, right? But what sets you apart, what makes you different is that you have the stories and the struggles and the real-time stuff to back it up. So that is that first rule. How do you turn readers into buyers? Number one rule is you want to be open, be authentic, share your stories, share your struggles so that you resonate and connect with the reader. The second rule is to activate action. 
activate action with your buyer. Here's the thing. All of us may or may not be capable of doing things on our own. But the reality is is that we get bogged down. We have mental hurdles that we get into. And so really, especially coaches, the reason why we hire coaches in whatever industry we do it in is because we want to be activated into action. We want to be held accountable. We want to be told the shortcuts to get there. We want to be really inspired from within to do something. And if you can activate action within the pages of your book, you better believe that someone's going to want to hire you further beyond your book. So I actually, one of my, one of my favorite books that I read recently is a book called You Are the Brand by Mike Kim. And actually, that book is what inspired me to start this podcast is because it's all about personal branding. And uh, if you if you need help in the personal brand space, this book was amazing to me. And I just, it was such an accident that I stumbled upon it. But again, it's a great example of the power of books. I stumbled upon this book on Amazon. I didn't, I've never heard of Mike Kim before. I read it. I really resonated with it. I actually ended up reading it two more times, took a bunch of notes. And Mike Kim doesn't know it yet, but I'm literally about to drop thousands of dollars to work with him because he provided so much action within me. Like he activated so much action just from the book. I mean, how many times can you say that you paid $10, $12 for something and it really changed things that you did? He did that for me. And I'm sure you've had books that have done that for you. And it's it just seems like a no-brainer that if he can do that for me with a $10 or $12 investment, what could I do further with something on a larger scale? Your readers are thinking the same thing. If you can activate them to action, then of course they're going to want to take that next step forward with you because they know the power that your words and that your teachings can provide for them. So how do you actually activate action in your book? This is where, of course, you can go back to number one. This is where you're sharing your struggles and your stories and your strategies. But really, the best way to do this is to... Put something at the end of each chapter that prompts them into action. So you could call it homework. You could call it, you know, here's what's next. But really, it's sort of like a take action thing. And I actually like this in books that I read as well, because if I've learned something in a chapter, then I want to be able to apply it after I learn it. So this is where you're kind of saying, okay, this is what you learn. You recap the chapter and then you write kind of tactically roll into now it's your turn. Here is three things to do or whatever you decide it is, two things, five things, 10 things, whatever it may be, um, for you to take the next steps with what you just read, right? Pretty simple. And it's actually really effective because here's another little tip. I didn't even put it in my notes here. But if you take all of the end of chapter homework assignments <laughs> or all of the end of chapter take action things and compile it, you can actually create a document that's separate from your book that basically has all action items. And you can make that sort of an opt-in or a lead magnet for readers of the book so that it's an easier no-brainer for them to think, oh, okay, so this author, I can have all these action steps just kind of bullet pointed out in sort of a checklist format. And I just have to opt in and it's free and it's a, it's a great dotted line from your book back to your business. Makes sense, right? And actually, that brings me perfectly into number three, how to turn readers into buyers. Rule number three is to make the next step forward ridiculously easy. So you want your reader to already be on your email list by the time they finish your book. In fact, ideally, you want them to be a part of your world 
before they even start the book, you want to actually put opt-ins for them to join your newsletter or whatever you want their next step to be. To me, I always say it should be to join your email list, get a lead magnet, get some sort of freebie download so they can become a part of your world. And you want to put that like right in the beginning of your book before they even start the introduction. And the reality is, is that if someone reaches the end of your book and they're Googling you or they're Googling the author name, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> they shouldn't have to do that. You should have links throughout your book that are easy to memorize links, right? Like yourname.com slash freebie, yourname.com slash checklist, or whatever your website is. And then these are active hyperlinks within Kindle so that when your reader is going through your book, they're like, oh, cool, I can get this just by clicking this. Don't feel like you're overdoing it by putting that freebie or that link in every single chapter. You can definitely do that, especially if you're reminding them that, hey, you have all these take action items in a checklist all combined and they can get this entire checklist by going to this link. You know, keep in mind, someone for the most part is reading your book and they're also busy with their everyday lives, so they're getting distracted. So being able to give them that opportunity to take that jump, bring them to to your business with that dotted line, not even a dotted line. You actually want like a black permanent Sharpie marker back to your business. You just want to make it super silly, ridiculously easy. And also, especially when they reach the end of your book, don't be afraid to remind them what you offer beyond the book. I would wait till the end of the book to actually bring up paid services because you want to prove your value first. You want to prove through the teachings and the actual book part <laughs> to your reader that you have something to offer. But once you've reached the end, that's when you can that's when you can really let them know, "Hey, here's who I am. And if you want to move forward with me, sign up for a free discovery session, or I offer this coaching package, or I have this paid product, right? Because you've earned the right. You've shared so much through these pages that you're quote unquote allowed to, to then let them know what these paid offerings are that you have. But again, you want to make that next step forward ridiculously easy. So let's recap how to turn readers into buyers, the three rules. The first rule is to be open, authentic, share your stories and your struggles to resonate and connect with your readers. Number two is to activate action. And you can do this through end of chapter inspiration and quote unquote homework. And then the third rule is to make the next step forward from your book into your business ridiculously easy. I hope you enjoyed this episode all about how to turn readers into buyers. Thank you so much for joining me on the Author Entrepreneur Podcast. I'll see you on the next one. And don't forget, when you write your story, you change the world. Thanks so much for joining me on this episode of the Author Entrepreneur Podcast. You listen to the podcast, now it's time for you to read the book. Author Entrepreneur is officially a best-selling book, and if you've ever wondered how to make your book dream a reality, Author Entrepreneur will show you step-by-step how to write, 
launch, and leverage a short nonfiction book that can catapult your business so you can maximize your impact and build a six-figure business or even start one from scratch. Check it all out at jessicadebry.co slash book and make sure to download your free Jumpstart Your Journey bonus author entrepreneur bundle at jessicadebry.co slash book or search for author entrepreneur on Amazon. See you on the next episode of the Author Entrepreneur Podcast. Oh, 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 oh,